When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lamar Jackson, he fooled everybody. Lamar Jackson is a cheat code. Action Jackson. Touchdown. I got you, Lamar. Trust Touchdown, Ravens. He escapes. Dart over to the left. He shakes it. Lamar Jackson. We want him. He wants us. Time will come about that. has an opinion on Lamar and how he should be handling his contract situation, but we haven't really heard from Lamar on what exactly is going on until today. We'll bring you the latest straight from Jackson's mouth and mouth and moments as we welcome you here to NFL Live. There's a lot more coming your way, too, as Patrick Mahomes finally responded to all of that that Tyreek Hill was talking about with Tua Tungavailoa being more accurate than him. Wait till you hear his response. It's coming your way in just moments. Also, new deals flying around for a few guys, one of them being one of the best in the league, and now he's the highest paid safety. And Minka Fitzpatrick will tell you exactly what he brings to the table, and he spoke to the media right after this deal. This is the first time we've heard from him, so you'll get all the latest there. As we welcome you here to the show. You see who's here. Dan Orlovsky is in the house, as well as Keyshawn Johnson and Diana Rossini. Diana's vibing. I like it. What Let's get that? right to it, guys. What Lamar Jackson once again out on the field. Even's mandatory minicamp. Conversations swirling in the lead-up and during the week this week about his contract negotiations with Lamar representing himself. So feels like the expectation should be no less than the $230 million that the Browns just paid Deshaun Watson. We're still in wait-and-see mode. So for more on this, let's welcome in ESPN senior NFL reporter Jeremy Fowler. He's at Ravens minicamp today. Jeremy, Lamar addressed the media for the first time this offseason. What more can you tell us? Lamar Jackson gave the same simple answer to at least seven questions about his contract. We're having conversations. That's good news for the Baltimore Ravens, who have had in-person talks with Jackson this week about an extension. But Jackson, who is his own agent, made no promises, sticking to that same line when I asked him whether he would play week one without a new deal. He was clear about one thing, though. He's not comparing himself to anyone else over money or championships. I'm a man of my own. I don't worry about what those guys get. I want to be myself. I don't want to be the next guy. You know, I look at myself as Lamar Jackson, not Tom Brady and this and that. I want the Super Bowls like Tom Brady, but I'm still myself. Jackson reported to camp with at least 10 pounds of added muscle, up to 220, and his arm strength was noticeable. Just more reasons for teammates to have his back. Rashad Bateman said he's tired of the quote, Lamar slander, and added James Prochet, there's only been one Lamar Jackson. Back to you, Laura. Thanks, Jeremy. Dan was like, wow, Lamar looks, looks big. I know. Lamar looks swole. Diana, what more can you add to what Jeremy's reporting there? Yeah, so I, I actually think this is a really big story today, only because we, we just haven't heard from Lamar, and both sides have done a really good job of keeping this in-house. All we've known up to this point is that the Baltimore Ravens want to give him a deal. They're just waiting for Lamar. 
and Lamar saying today and at least you know sharing with the media and and the fans that yeah we're, we're having conversations so this is a really good first step we have been waiting for this now the question is going to be are they going to be able to get this done by the start of training camp we've seen a lot of quarterbacks over the years they like to get their money come July that seems to be the month when they want to get their deals done and of course the number that he's going to get, we still don't know where they're going to be at and where they're even starting at at this point. But really, for, for Ravens fans out there, they should feel relieved hearing that Lamar wants to spend the rest of his career in Baltimore, but also the fact that the first step was now taken. Yeah, there's two sides to the situation, though. There's a Lamar side and there's a Baltimore side. And if you're in Lamar, I think there's two things that stand out. Number one, what if? Because last year, through 12 weeks, this was the number one seed in the AFC and he was the MVP of the NFL – through historic injury on their football team. Well, what if they catch the injury break this year and they stay healthy? And that's got to be part of Lamar's thought process because if they do and he does, then they have every chance to win the Super Bowl just like seven or eight other teams in the AFC. Every bit of a good chance. And I think the second part of this is I don't know if there's a quarterback that's asked to do more for their football team Hmm. than Lamar does, both as a thrower and a runner. And that means it's almost similar to the conversation of tight ends, wide receivers a few years ago. His value is independently different than all the other quarterbacks because he's tasked with really being the thrower and running production guy for their offense. For the Ravens, um, and this is for me saying I absolutely adore Lamar as a player. I think he's one of the best in the league. I don't know how many teams there are that would sit there and say we're capable of playing the style of football or we want to play the style of football that Lamar wants. Because the moment they drafted him in Baltimore, everything revolved around him and his, his specific style. And they drafted players and picked players to fit that. Not every team is going to want to do that. And I, I wonder if that hurts, quote-unquote, his bargaining at the table. Hmm. No, it doesn't hurt it at all, Dan. And the reason that is is because all it takes is one team. And the one team right now in the Baltimore Ravens. And he sent a subliminal message to the Baltimore Ravens by saying, well, I don't know, you know, I, if I'm coming, I'm not coming. I, I don't know right now. So their ears are going to perk up with that. And if I'm Lamar Jackson, I understand what you say, Dan, about the style in which everyone wants to play. I don't know because you just said this, what his winning percentage and record is off the top of my 75%. head. 75%. But it's a lot. But it's 75% of the league have, has, has lost to him, or he's won 75% of his games. Those teams wish they had him at that moment in time, I promise you. And if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm not stepping on the field in the summertime, and I don't want to take – don't even come to me talking about anything less than what Deshaun Watson got right. as far as guaranteed money, right. length of contract, all that. Don't even talk to me, or else I'll be sitting at home and you guys will be joining me in January. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing is that we obviously don't know where the Ravens are on this. As Diana alluded to, everything's been very tight as it comes to their numbers. But you got to think, they know what they need to pay him. It's a matter of if he wants to continue to bet on himself, like Dan mentioned, see if he can win a Super Bowl, yeah. drive that price up even more. And by the way, guys, it's I'm crazy. not betting on myself right now, Laura. At, what do you at mean? Yeah, I'm not doing it, man. I'm good. Let's just get to the 230 mark. Listen, if but I'm guys, Lamar, Lamar's I'm different. Good. I get it. Lamar's no different. Way. I get it, but we know we don't. We play, saw don't another play that game. Ravens quarterback go out there and win the Super Bowl and and, and get paid I'm a lot of money after he did that too. Game. <laughs> Can I'm not playing I, can the I game. say one nope. thing real yes. quickly? When it comes to the people who reference the injuries and they're putting yourself at risk, 
Like 17 years ago, Drew Brees shattered, ripped apart his shoulder, mm. got $60 million from the Saints. Tom Brady, a year after tearing his ACL, got a $74 million deal from the Patriots. Aaron Rodgers in 2017 missed nine games. Before the 2018 season, got a $134 million contract extension. Dak Prescott ripped his ankle up yep. and became the highest-paid quarterback in football. Quarterbacks are paid because of their body of work, I'm not because of not the most recent doing data. It, Dan. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm not doing it, man. It's so it's only so many times, buddy. You can roll them dice before snake eyes hit you. Listen, yesterday Dan was Buttercup, today like is Buddy. All right, it's crazy how inexperienced Lamar's wide receivers are. As Rashad Basement, Bateman's 515 yards, the most by any wideout on the Ravens roster. In fact, the combined career totals in reception yards and touchdown catches for the Ravens wideouts doesn't even come. close close to what Cooper Cup did during his Triple Crown season last year as just one person, right? Baltimore also never had a Pro Bowl wideout in team history. That's the longest active drought in the league. Bateman, so to Dan's Bateman point, will be coming at all. Oh, I like that prediction. Let's go to Carolina, where the Panthers have a quarterback competition brewing between Sam Darnold, rookie Matt Corral, as well during minicamp. Now, Baker Mayfield's still out there, too, by the way. They have plenty of rumors about maybe being connected to him. Either way, here's what head coach Matt Rule said about his QBs. I thought that Sam's gotten a lot better. He's really, really improving in the offense. And um, if we played today, uh, uh, Sam would be our quarterback. Sam's job is to take the next five weeks. Make sure he shows up at Wofford better then than he is right now. He said to me yesterday how good he feels footwork-wise in the offense. He's got to he's got to improve, get the training camp improved, and he's got to do it with the pads on. And people trying to people trying to knock you down. You know, I feel good. You know, this process is just beginning, and I know it's going to ramp up a little bit uh, uh, during training camp. And right now, just you know, don't take a day off mentally from the playbook. I remember Matt Corral's coming back from an injury, too. Diana, Matt Rule saying they would upgrade any position. Baker Mayfield's still on the market. Is there anything to watch there? Yeah, upgrade. And in their mind, maybe it is bigger because the conversations between Carolina and Cleveland have been ongoing. This has this started just about a week before the draft. A lot of us thought that maybe it would go down during the draft. Things settled, got a little quiet. And, and, Laura, bottom line, it really comes down to money. How much does Carolina want to take on in terms of that contract? Of course, we know he's due about $18 million guaranteed from the Cleveland Browns. So, depending on how both sides can come to an agreement on that money, we'll pretty much decide the outcome of this. But, but as of right now, there is no deal in place. I haven't heard of a trade actually being seriously discussed at this point. But Carolina is certainly still interested in Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and I think they should be. Baker Mayfield is certainly an upgrade when it comes to what you've been proven, what you've proven at the NFL level, quarterback-wise. I think Carolina has to hope for the best and plan for the worst when it comes to quarterback situation. Hope that Sam Darnold somehow plays the whole season like he did the first six games of the year last year hmm. when he played good football and plan that he plays the whole season like he did the last ten games when he was bad and played poorly. And if that's the case, the question becomes, do we want to turn to Matt Corral, a rookie draft pick, or do we want to have Baker Mayfield, a proven commodity in the NFL, and if it costs you $14 million in a sixth or seventh round pick, that's a much better situation than turning to your unproven rookie. Yeah, don't forget, too, that Matt Rule, a bit of a high-wire act for him as he's trying to maintain some sort of right. uh, job there and make sure that he has success going forward. Guys, much more to come on NFL Live today. We're just getting started. Atlanta head coach Arthur Smith is impressed with rookie Desmond Ritter, but are the Falcons in a good spot to start a rookie? He likes the competition, but isn't so sure. He'll explain. And later, we heard Tyreek Hill's criticism on the Chiefs offense earlier this week. 
today, Patrick Mahomes responded. Hear what the Chiefs QB had to say about his former number one wideout. It's all coming up on the show. NFL Live is brought to you by FX's The Old Man. Premieres tonight on FX. Stream on Hulu. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. The next UFC fight night is Saturday with a stacked card from the Moody Center in Austin, Texas. The main event features the featherweight matchup between fourth-ranked Calvin Cater and seventh-ranked Josh Emmett. The prelims begin at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific on ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus in English and Spanish, followed by the main card at 7 Eastern on ESPN. Back here on NFL Live, glad to have you. It's time to read and react with some sound around the NFL. Lots of people talking. We begin in Arizona where head coach Cliff Kingsbury addressed his new wide receiver Hollywood Brown's contract situation. We'd love to get it done. Uh, obviously, there's there's deals that Steve's always trying to uh, get done to, to help with cap room and, and uh, make sure we're doing things at the best level we can on that side of things. But uh, Hollywood's a guy we, we see as a long-term answer. Key, how important is it for the Cardinals to get a deal done with Brown? I think it's extremely important. I think they will get a deal done at some point in time. When you look at him, he probably won't get paid at the top market for a receiver position because he's a unique talent, but not at that level. He replaces Kristen Kirk, the home run hitter. It gives him what they're looking for, especially with DeAndre Hopkins going to miss some time. And he also allows him to lift the coverage for A.J. Green. He'll get his money. It won't be what you think, but he'll get paid. Oh. He's always going to put a little caveat there. I like it. Okay, moving to the top of the AFC, the Bengals. Quarterback Joe Burrow addressed the contract of one of his teammates, safety Jesse Bates, who was franchise tagged this offseason and how invaluable he is to the team. Listen to this. You can put a, a price tag on what he does on the field, but I don't think you can on what he does in the locker room. He's been a guy that has kind of built what we're doing here. He was one of the first 
and Jesse's exactly the kind of player that I think you want to reward for the work that he's done for the last four years through the ups and the downs and you know, we weren't very good for three years while he was here and then you know he's been through it all so you know, we're we're hoping that everything works out in, in his favor. Dan, how important is Bates to this team? Yeah, how much of a stud is Joe Burrow? I know. The <laughs> um, they don't go to the Super Bowl without Jesse Bates last year. I think it's yep. hard to think that they can get back there without him this year. For the Super Bowl run last year, we praised the offense plenty. It was really on the backs of their defense that gave up in four games, 19, 16, 24, and 23, to offenses that were all in the top six of the NFL. Hmm. Jesse Bates is a key part of one of the better defenses in the league. Speaking of invaluable, how about Jets quarterback Zach Wilson? He's working hard to build a rapport with his new teammates this offseason. Here's the quarterback on what he's been focusing on in camp. It's how smart and aggressive can you be at the same time. You know, if the defense is going to give you something, maybe it's a critical third and long, and they're going to give me a seam through, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to take it. I'm going to be aggressive. But how can I understand when that seam isn't there and I can get down to my check down and, and just live to play the field position on the next possession? And so, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's just understanding when to take that risk and, and just going through my reads. The value of one year under his belt already. Diana, you were at Jets camp yesterday. What were your yeah. impressions? Yeah, let's start big picture, Laura. He's already improved. This just based on my own eyes and seeing him out there, but also even just talking to members of the coaching staff. They've already seen growth in him. We know physically he's bigger, his lower body. He added muscle. He's being really particular about his diet. We know his mobility is the most important part of his game. That's what he brings. And and he's built that muscle to help with that, but also he understands he's going to be taking a lot of hits. Seven on sevens, really sharp. I see him struggle a little bit still, you know, in red zone, man to man, that's where he really needs to start getting better at taking those gimmies because that's really how this offense is built. It's catch and run, but he's really good off schedule. Yeah, you mentioned he was working on his body. You said he had to lay off the sweets a little bit, which, you know, I wish I could do that. But the Jersey Shore is coming, Doc. You know, it's, you can't run from it. <laughs> oh, God. All right, a few intriguing quarterback competitions around the NFL right now. We're getting the first glimpse of them in camp. And in Atlanta, it's Marcus Mariota and rookie Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. You see him out there. Lots of familiarity, of course, between Mariota and head coach Arthur Smith from their time in Tennessee together. But here's what Smith and Ritter said about how things are going so far. Behind the scenes, the things that he's done that, that have impressed me as a rookie is really from the neck up, how he's operating. When we do these rookie walkthroughs and we do these insulations and on the field and his command. And so then you're betting on some of the physical things that you've seen at times to catch up. But he's light years ahead of most young quarterbacks have been with from the neck up. And I, I will give him that compliment. The overall knowledge of the, of the offense. And, um, you know, I, I thought, I, honestly, I'm not going to lie, I thought I was going to come in and, and kind of struggle a little bit. Um, you know, we're, we're almost all, all the way through all of our installs. And like I said, putting in all those checks, um, I got a good grasp of it. So that kind of surprised me, honestly, you know. Um, I'm not saying I wouldn't have picked it up, but, you know, I definitely thought it would have took maybe just a little bit longer, a couple extra more days. Um, but I've been able to pick up on it pretty smoothly. You know, Dan, we covered Ritter a lot in college football, especially in the playoff run last year with Cincinnati. We felt like he had the maturity that would translate really well to the NFL level. It's fun to yeah. see that play out. Diana, what more can you add here on the quarterback situation between Ritter and Mariota in Atlanta? Yeah, Laura, you nailed the word maturity because that's a word I've been hearing coming out of Falcons camp. But you heard Arthur Smith. And look, it's June. It's the time of year. Everyone's optimistic. It's nothing but compliments uh, around for everybody. But when Arthur Smith, a, a coach I've covered for a long time, 
is sharing that type of compliment, calling his quarterback really smart from the neck up. That means he's impressed him behind the scenes in the mini rooms, his preparation. Uh, Other people with the Falcons have shared with me, a lot of this also has to do with making sure that the quarterback competition come camp is at the highest level. Not that they would ever think Marcus Mariota would come in thinking it's his job with all Hmm. the confidence in the world. But this is just a really good way to get the best out of both these guys. And who knows, come come July, who could win this thing? Yeah, I think hearing Coach Arthur, Arthur Smith say that, it, it, it's cool because usually coaches are pretty reserved. You know, they don't know. really kind of give handout compliments like that. And no surprise, anybody who's watched this show and us talk about Desmond Ritter or watch them, I would say this, though, if I was talking to Desmond, and I know he's got a lot of ex-quarterbacks in his room, Mike Martz used to say this to us when we were playing in the league. Once you think that you've got it, it's got mm. you. Mm. And there's been a lot <laughs> of guys who came into the NFL that were really good in meeting rooms and on paper and on a board and in a walkthrough. And then the game happens and they're like, what in the world Ooh. just happened? So <laughs> stay hungry. Stay humble. You know, and, and realize that the more you learn – Um, not only in the classroom, but the more you can learn on the field, the better you're going to play because he's going to have a chance to start this year within this potential quarterback competition. And if he does, this is an offense that's got some size at the skill position that he can go make some plays or at least give those those guys the the chances to make some plays. I I always say all quarterbacks are smart from it. From the neck up. That's just, they, they, they are. Yeah. When you go into the room, they like Dan said, they get on the board, they can do all sorts of things. But when the lights come on and they hear that boom, zzz, and things yeah. start moving around, yeah, it's a they maker. forget everything. Yeah, the breaker, right? They forget everything that they learned in the classroom because now physically they have to do it on the field. Yeah. They didn't bring in Marcus Mariota to lose the job to Desmond Ritter. They gave him the job basically and not saying that they're giving it to him. They want to have a little bit of a competition like Diana said. But at the end of the day, what is this offense really, what is it about? Yes, they have a guy in Kyle in Kyle Pitts. They just drafted Drake London. So they got two big studs on the outside. But where are they going to be in within the division? Tampa Bay, the New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers, they're going to be fighting for that three-four spot with Carolina. I think in time, maybe Desmond Ritter becomes the guy. And as you've seen Arthur Smith say, yes, his head is right, but is his body and his play catch on the up. field going to yeah. catch up mm-hmm. to his brain? That yeah. is what you have to watch and follow. You know, Keith, we're looking at the Falcons' offense on your screen right now. If Calvin Ridley is in that mix, you feel a lot differently about it, right? Oh, yeah. You know, and, and that's, and that's so. where I think, like, just the <laughs> things that have happened in the offseason, the fact that you won't see Ridley at all next season, it does change a lot of the way that you look at these Falcons. Uh, Key, when the lights went, whatever you did, what did you do? That boy ball. Oh, we was ready to, we <laughs> was ready to go. Oh, let me go. As, as soon as, <laughs> hey, hey, Laura, as soon as I made that noise, you see Dan reacted because he, he knows went, when you huh? go in the stadium and it's dark, and then you hear that, it's like showtime. Let's it's go. Showtime. The only showtime. thing was I was the guy who was really good on the, the, the board and really good on paper, and then the game happened. I was like, why am I better in the classroom than I am on the grass? The lights went, and you were over there going, <laughs> let me make sure I got everything dialed up world. here. All right, coming up on NFL Live, safety Minka Fitzpatrick became the highest-paid safety in the league on Wednesday, but how far can this defense carry the team? Is it enough to prevent Mike Tomlin from his first losing season as a head coach? Coach. We talk their quarterbacks and more with the Steelers next on the show. We'll be right back. Certainly Title IX, uh, we didn't get as much exposure about it 
Uh, it wasn't written about a whole lot, but also Billie Jean King playing Bobby Riggs was huge as far as women in sports, and uh, not just women in sports, but women all throughout the world to see Billie Jean King win. It opened up a lot of doors for women. That's what's so great about sports, that gives you a voice. It gives you a platform to be able to stand up and talk about the inequity. We're back on NFL Live, and Diana Rossini here with us. Lots of news around the NFL this week. Diana, take us through some of the top stories, beginning with today's news and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, without the biggest, without a doubt, the biggest story in the NFL right now is just hearing from quarterback Lamar Jackson because it's been really quiet from his camp, even from the Ravens over the last few weeks, about this contract. We know he is looking for a new deal. He showed up at camp. He's been working out with the team. And he even told the media today he's had conversations with GM Eric DaCosta this week. As for whether or not he's going to show up for training camp, he didn't give a very clear answer, but he did say he hopes to be a Baltimore Raven for the rest of his career. Meantime, Kyler Murray, he, of course, also wants a contract extension. And the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray's camp, they are working very hard to try to get a contract done. And I was told that it's been moving in the right direction. Although Kyler Murray, uh, I thought this was really interesting. Of all the quarterbacks here looking for contract extensions, he's the only quarterback we haven't heard from. He hasn't spoken to the media. He's there at practice, but he's not chatting with the reporters. Meanwhile, Terry McLaurin from the Washington Commanders also looking for a deal himself. And he's not at mandatory camp this past week. And Ron Rivera with very strong words saying, that they have no plans on trading McLaurin. Of course, we all know he is the top receiver. Carson Wentz wants this guy on the field, and Rivera feels really confident they're going to be able to get the deal done and says, of course, no plans on trading him. We'll see how that works out. And finally, we have a safety now, the top paid safety in the league. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Minka Fitzpatrick, paid yesterday four years, $74 million, about 18.4 mil a year. $36 million guaranteed. Jamal Adams is uh, the, the next safety to make close to that. He's a, about $17 million a year. But either way, Mika Fitzpatrick setting a new standard for safeties. And what a pickup for the Steelers. Remember when they made that trade with Miami, there were some questions whether or not this would be good. And oh boy, this was a great trade for Pittsburgh in this defense. Yeah, he's uh, made big strides in that defense. Also, maybe it was the pickleball game he had the other day that really got the deal going. After that, it seemed like everything got going for him. Minka also addressed his new contract pickleball. earlier today. It's a blessing, man. It's, uh, it's something that you, you worked for a long time. I remember when I was 15 and I was, you know, telling my father when we were working together, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be at, at this position that I am, you know, now today. So. Uh, being here is uh, it's surreal. It's, uh, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I'm happy that we got it done in, in the timing that we got it done. And, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate. I'm very fortunate to uh, be able to, <laughs> to be a Pittsburgh Steeler for the, for the long run. The Pittsburgh defense has been on another level since Fitzpatrick came on board. Regardless of what the coverage they throw at you, using ESPN's metrics powered by NFL Next Gen, Pittsburgh has allowed the lowest completion rate in both man and zone coverage. Doesn't matter since Fitzpatrick made his debut in week three of the 2019 season. The Steelers' D also ranks among the best in QBR and yards per dropback allowed in those schemes. They're tough to reckon with. So, Key, how important is Minka Fitzpatrick to this defense based on his role there? 
Extremely important. He's one of the, I would say, one or two of the top cover down safeties in the National Football League. He's one of those guys that you cannot take off the field on third downs. You, you know, a lot of times he, your safeties come off the field, but you can match him up in the slot, on the tight ends, back out of the backfield. And even if you decide to put him at corner, you could because of his days at Alabama. And you know that, Laura, by covering the SEC. He's just been a surprise, I think, to a lot of people. In Pittsburgh, are those that don't didn't really follow his college career to understand why Miami would get rid of him and move him to Pittsburgh. But he is for sure one of the top safeties in the league and deserve every single penny that he's getting. Yeah, so when I think of the Steelers' defense, I think of two things. One, the Steelers' defense of old, you know, with all their stu- superstars. And, and then I think of Ryan Clark saying this ain't <laughs> the same Steelers' defense of old. And yeah. I, I think that's where they are right now defensively as an organization because – it's weird to think of a defense that has one of the best safeties in football and Mika Fitzpatrick in his new contract, and then one of the best defensive players, certainly defensive linemen in the league, and T.J. Watt, and yet they weren't very good last year. And the reality is this. It started with their inability to stop teams from running the football in between the tackles. And, Laura, Keith, the reality is this. Until that changes, or if it doesn't, Minka Fitzpatrick and T.J. Watt, their two best players, don't get to do what they do best, which is chase the ball and chase quarterbacks. So I love the fact that they paid them, and they got two good pieces, but they got to get back to stopping the football on that 3-4 front, those crazy blitzes with all those big bodies walking around and forcing the ball to get taken away from offenses. Uh, quick yes or no, do they have the personnel to do that? I don't think so. Certainly not in the secondary. Yeah. You know, I've got, I think they've got some decent pieces in their front seven that got to play better, but I don't think in their secondary it's that secondary of old. Yeah, that's interesting because that type of change is one that it's hard to really make on the fly. feels like they're in a bit of a transition period no either way. But they still locked up Minka Fitzpatrick. Still more to come on NFL Live. The Titans have a lot of impact players coming off of injury. Expectations high in Nashville. Diana Rossini back with us. The latest on rookie receiver Traylon Burks and why he's unavailable at minicamps. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. My first ever media day. That's a Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Let's do it. King in my city, wear the crown. Got a check, need another now. I can never get enough. Woo. Yeah, that's right. I can never, I can never, I can never get enough. Come on. Let's get it. I can never, I can never, I can never get enough. You can't get money, need a new I can't wait to get back. Let's go! I hope you're ready for the season because I'm sure you is. Let's ride, baby. Ooh! 
Well, mandatory minicamp coming to an end, but Diana Rossini's travels never stop. Let's enter Diana's camp corner. So cute. We're at summer camp with you, Diana. You were in New York what? yesterday yeah. with the Jets. I got my little backpack. Oh, look oh, at her. Little backpack oh, filled Diana. with my notes. Look at you there, out there amongst the tents, just in the wilderness. Put your backpack back on. We gotta see you on camera. Oh, there she oh, is. Yeah. Have you Filled ever with actually tons been of notes in a tent? and you know playbooks? Tons of those. Things. I don't even care. Diana, I don't, even, you, I don't even bring a notebook to games. Yeah, no, but me either anymore. I used to, but then I'm like, oh, what am I doing? I can't even read my own handwriting. Uh, you were in New York yesterday with the Jets. What did you learn from the Jets? All right, let's just start with really what the bigger story was outside just watching Zach Wilson take some steps forward here is Makai Becton, right, guys? We know that he missed all of last season with the injury in the first-round pick. There's just such high hopes for him. So now he is back out on the field working out with the team, and, and he was really good at the podium talking to the media about – being very transparent in how challenging this has been for him. And he even wore a shirt that said, you know, that he's not a bust. And he had quotes of all the things that people have said about him. But from what I was told, the Jets feel really good. He's going to be ready to go come training camp and they could use him. Then, of course, in New York as well. It's actually really New Jersey, as everybody knows. Brian Diebold, man, what a breath of fresh air for this offense. Every player I've spoken to in New York has told me, how much not only do they love Dayball, they just love what they're able to do on the field, especially Saquon Barkley, feeling the most confident he has felt since the days he was playing at Penn State. And then meantime, you got down in Nashville. I would call this a little bit of a concern right now. We know A.J. Brown is now a Philadelphia Eagle, so who's going to step in at that wide receiver position? We know the, tri the Titans went for Traylon Burks in the first round. Problem is... He has struggled during camp the last few weeks. He doesn't seem very fit. He's got some injuries. He's got asthma, things that he can't control and some things that he can control. But I spoke to a source today in Tennessee, and they said that they feel really good that he's locked in and has figured out what he needs to do to play in the NFL and going to take the time over the summer to get ready for training camp and be ready to go because this receiving room, this receiver room is going to need him. Yeah, without A.J. Brown, I mean, that's obviously the gaping hole we're talking about here in this roster. And listen, it is only June, but Key, how important is it for Burks to have success with this team? I think it is going to be important. And you're right, Laurie, it is June. The, the season doesn't naturally start to like late August before you enter into opening day. So, look, they went out and they drafted him with the 18th pick overall because they knew that A.J. Brown would be on his way out the door. So they need him to get up to speed. Some things you can't control. He can't control the asthma situation in his medical, but his injuries he can control by taking care of his body, staying physical and in the training room, doing those sort of things. And like Diana said, the summertime is extremely important for him to get up to speed. There will be no Bahamas, no Miami if I'm his coach. You will be your butt in Nashville getting ready for the season because my job is in your hands as a player. Hmm. Yeah, this has got to be massively concerning for Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a team that was the number one seed in the AFC last year. Their quarterback plays poorly in their playoff game, and they get beat. And their two starting receivers right now, one can't get on the field as a rookie because some medical stuff and then some out of shape. And then their other starting receiver who they traded for, Robert Woods, is coming off of an ACL tear. How yes. is this the number one seed or anybody that can sit here and say they have the chance to be Again, a number one seed, let alone a playoff contender. Still have Derrick Henry, but I sure. Hear you. But at yeah. some point, those two perimeter pieces are going to matter. Yeah. 
And taking it to the next level, my question for their offense, and I love Robert Woods. I was with him with the Rams. I think he's a phenomenal football player. Who's the, who's the winner? Keyshawn knows this. Who's the guy? Because Traylon Burks, when he came out of Arkansas, he was not known for being a good route runner. And even Robert yeah. isn't a guy that's a great route runner. Robert's a guy that you just find a way yep. to get him the football, and he goes and makes plays. So who's the guy at this offense when they're running the football and they get all that one-on-one coverage and Derrick Henry's running for a buck 30 a game? Dude, you got to go win on a 15-yard comeback. Mm. Who's the guy that's going to go do that for them right now, Key? Uh, you know, I think, Robert, if he's back healthy, he could do some of those things, but that's not his strength clearly. I think Burks is more in the Debo Samuel mode for right, him. Right. It's interesting to see what they do. Maybe there's some guys that will get released in training camp that they take a look Two at because ends, maybe. I'm with you, Dan. Sure. I have no idea. Hmm. Derek Henry said this week that he and uh, Tannehill were talking in the offseason about how sour that taste in, is yeah. in their mouth from being bounced from the playoffs early, but – they're going to need some receivers to step up in a big way. Up next on the show, Kansas City's offense won't look the same as last season, though Patrick Mahomes isn't worried about the offense or Tyreek Hill's comments on the quarterback. Hear why from the former MVP. That's next on NFL Live. NFL Live is brought to you by Disney and Pixar's Lightyear. You know his name. Now discover his story only in theaters Friday. Game six of the NBA Finals tonight at 9 Eastern on ABC, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Radio with the Warriors up three games to two, heading back to Boston. They'll try to win their fourth title in eight years while the Celtics look to force a winner-take-all game seven coverage. Tips with NBA Countdown at 8.30. Let's go Celts! Oh, Dan. All right, this new on NFL Live, Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson getting some reps in out there with the Rockies in full uniform today. Uh, you know, Russ knows a thing or two about baseball. Remember, he was drafted by the Rockies in 2010. I, I think they're taking BP. I'm trying to see who's got the better swing there, Dan. Did you, uh, you get a look at that? Oh, Peyton. Peyton, honestly, not bad. Oh, my goodness. He jumped. That was Russell Well, that right was there, Russ. Right? The yeah. first one was Peyton. Yeah, a little bit more pop you think to that might, <laughs> You think they're sore after that? Nah. <laughs> He'll get nah, you. You better watch rough. out. Okay, let's get to another star QB. The Chiefs wrapped up their first minicamp today. As uh, since they traded away their star receiver Tyreek Hill. Remember, Hill made some headlines on the It Needed to Be Said podcast earlier this week when he was critical about his time in Kansas City. Here are Hill's comments, followed by Patrick Mahomes' response today. If teams are going to give us favorable one-on-one matches, one-on-one matches against their best corner, I don't see why team I don't see why teams don't utilize their best receiver. Right. You know, and that's. And that's where, like, probably me and the Chiefs fell apart right there when I'm like, yo, like, I, I don't mean to talk or be a diva in some situation, but, hey, can I can I see the pill sometimes, please? Yeah, just give me the ball. Just give me the ball, please. Um, I mean, it's, I, I'm, I'm surprised a, a little um, just because I feel like we, we love Tyreek here. We've always loved him. We still love him. I saw him out at Formula One in Miami um, and everything like that, but um, – I mean, I'm sure it had something to do with trying to get his podcast some some stuff and get it rolling. Um, but uh, definitely, I still love Tyreek. He's one of a kind player. Um, but uh, as you know, in Coach Reed's offense, it takes the whole team. I mean, this offense was rolling before I got here. It's an offense that's more than one player, and that includes myself. You know, Key, you're one of these hot take radio guys. What's your response? <laughs> Sorry. Don't, don't do me like, to don't say do me like that. I, I, I can't oh, believe you just said that about Keyshawn. Key. It's just Key, I'm kidding. Oh, you're full of credibility. But what's your response here to what's happened this back and forth between these two? 
You know, it's just interesting that Tyreek would go at Patrick Mahomes that way, considering that they had a nice historical run together in Kansas City. But what's puzzling to me, Diana, is the fact that I looked up the other day on SportsCenter and I saw somebody running around on the field with number 10 on, and it wasn't Tyreek Hill. It was somebody else. It was Isaiah Pacheco out of Rutgers wearing 10. So did they issue him that number 10, Dan? Yeah, because, look, a guy like Tyreek Hill, let it breathe a little bit. Give it a year or two. That just goes to show you they was tired of him in Kansas City, and they said, you know what? Just get rid of this dude. Oh, now, memory. now we're stirring the pot it. here. No, that, they handed, the radio. Think that. about it. That radio they handed about. him. They Look, handed his number to somebody else. That is such a receiver perspective. Yeah. That's such a star receiver perspective. They right? never like, do we'll, we'll that. Right here. This you know, is kid. This is a guy quickly. who, oh, in New York at the Jets, they didn't give his number away for like six decades. Uh, you know, so so key. I actually. I under I well, you're that great. I, I understand, uh, but at the same point, uh, just going back to to the situation with you know Tyreek talking about two and the accuracy, he's better than Patrick. Didn't get the ball enough. Uh, for, first, l- l- let's just praise Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he never missteps, guys. Do you ever hear him step up to that podium and take a shot? Or, or, or do anything less than the high road, which the high road's hard, as we all know, right? And he just does it so well. This is why he's the face of the franchise. This is why he yeah. Kansas City loves he, him, because he, he just he, says the right things. He's a grown man. He is mature. Uh, as for what, what Tyreek said, I'm, everything Tyreek is saying right now to me, just translate a guy looking out for his new quarterback. Yeah. And I'm sure he's a little sour about the way Kansas City, how it all ended. But in the end, this is just him supporting Tua. I don't really think it was a shot at Patrick. Dan, the Chiefs came off a tough end of their season, right? How can they turn some of that around as you look back and say, they're not going to have Tyreek Hill anymore and things are going to look a little bit different? Yeah, I think this time of year, you're always trying to figure out what didn't go well last year. Right. I think it's a little bit of the, the carelessness of with the football, certainly by Patrick to start the year. He fixed that as the year went on. I think it's a little bit of the drops that happened at receiver. Five of those drops led to interceptions. And I think it's a little bit too much of them trying to have the perfect play call with the commitment to the RPO. And now with this no longer having Tyreek, I think you're going to see them really dial up. Let's just execute a little bit better. I will tell you this in keynotes. I think the number one question that they have to answer is in football, we have these things called GTHI. Got to have it situations. Third and six, fourth and two, third and goal. He's always had Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill in those got to have it situations that he knew he could go rely on to make plays. He has Travis still as he gets older. Who's going to be the person that kind of steps into those very specific situations? And I, I, my guess is it's Juju. Okay. Oh, interesting. GTHI from him. All right. G-T-H-I. So, guys, we are not going to be on air tomorrow. We're dark tomorrow. So, Father's Day is this weekend. And we love our fathers on this show. But you know who loves them the most? They're little ones. And we have a very special surprise for the guys here on the show and some of our regulars on NFL Live. Let's watch this. Okay. That's the, that's the squad. And you know I'm right and you're wrong. 
Y'all, all right, let's take it, let's take it. Okay. Oh, Damn, I'm just partial, and my preference is the thing LeBron James is the GOAT. And I'm not backing down from that. And I don't give a dang what anybody says. Y'all know what time it is. It's some get the good. Start with my man, Aaron Donald, number 99. This is amazing. Ah! Uh, <laughs> so good! <laughs> Heck no! Mr. Alabama, I told you what the Tigers was going to do, and you didn't want to listen. You wanted to be conventional. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Dad. Happy Father's Day. Thank you for all you do for us. Thank you, Mr. Throw Me the Damn Ball. Come on, man. <laughs> We love you. Oh. <laughs> oh, you guys. That was awesome. What an incredible group of kids we have that support all of us here. And honestly, big shout out to the mamas who helped us with these videos, as well yeah. as everyone here on our staff. So much fun. Dan, I'm going to start with you. Your yeah. breakdown on the Dan Wagon done by the Orlovsky kids. Uh, 10 out of 10. No big deal. We, we strive for greatness. We wake up being excellence. So. Key, you had some good support there, too, from your crew. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, what can I say? Miko was the best. Dad. <laughs> Miko, Miko is the best. Making it rain is unbelievable. No, yeah, and, for uh, sure. You know, listen, we saw a lot of great stuff from these kids. I think uh, if they're anything like their dads, they've got a great way to go. And I want to give a special shout out to my dad, too, uh, Bob McKeeman, as well as my husband, Josh. Happy Father's Day. Diana, you oh, want to shout guys. out real fast? 